this week on the Open Nesters podcast with Linda and George. I had to do something, and the decision was we're doing it. Move on. Stop thinking about what's the worst thing that's going to happen. We live in Italy for a little while. We come back. We buy a different house. Life goes on. Welcome to the Open Nesters podcast. How will you write Act 3 of your life? Will you be open? Will you welcome the possibilities? Are you going toward your most vibrant, authentic stage of life? Are you curious to discover what's ahead? Are you in a fork in the road and wondering which path to follow? Would you like to hear from others who are already writing Act 3? Hey everyone, I'm Tessa. And I'm Amir. Why be an empty nester when you can be an open nester, living on the edge of your curiosity, on the fringe of your imagination, reinvention, and sexuality? Together, we'll take a journey and explore how rich this stage of life can be when we approach it with an open mind and an open heart. So we're going to hear today from a really cool and fun couple, Linda and George. They are. They are just, I mean, while that they were able to go for it and at this open nester stage of life, open an incredibly thriving business that we can't wait to go to called Cooking in Tuscany. Oh, yeah. <laughs> restaurants and hotels. And then they expanded to France and Cuba and Mexico. So you're going to love hearing about what this couple did in Act 3. Yeah, it's not only to hearing it, but they are delivering their passion in such a unique way that is so engaging and so captivating. And it's very hard to find couples that have turned their passion into business like they do. So I'm excited to hear it. I'm excited for everybody to hear it. Welcome to the Open Nesters podcast, Linda and George. Welcome. We're so thrilled to see you and be here with you today and talk well, to we're you. Glad, we're glad to be here. It's a great we day, sure isn't are. it? It's a beautiful day. Yeah, even though it's snowing there and icy here, it's uh, it's a great day. It's We warm in the heart. Hey, well, you know what I always say? Um, when you're on the top of the grass, it's a good day. <laughs> Awesome. Well, that's the thing about us entering this Act 3, which is what we like to call being, excuse me, open nesters. Instead of empty nesters, we're open to what's happening. And you guys have been such a great example in everything I've read about what you've been doing since you've been open nesters. And I'd love you to tell us a little bit about what brought you to where you are today, a little bit about both of your backgrounds, and then what happened when you became to the point that you started developing what you're doing today (laughs) well you know first of all i would say that getting old is a gift because there's a lot of people don't get to make it this far so you know everybody goes oh you're old i'm going yes um we are very happy to be getting old you know we're blessed i really feel that way right gray hair is good (laughs) so anyway though but yeah we've um we're both from new orleans linda and i and you know we've lived everywhere i was a retired air force pilot and um Linda and our two kids moved everywhere with me. Um, retired about 14 years ago here to Washington, D.C. area. And I ran a bunch of businesses and stuff, working 20 hours a day and, you know, 75 hours, 20 days a week, seemed like. <laughs> and Linda was teaching 25 hours a day and I this was. and that. And then Linda had this idea and said, we're going to do something different. I did. I think it was, you know, I was teaching and 
our children really had kind of gone out on their own. They were done with, um, they didn't need us quite as much as they had used to. And uh, I watched George get up at four o'clock every morning and head out to DC and come home at nine, 10 o'clock. And I thought, you know, there's really more to life than this. And one day I just said, let's do it. Let's change our life completely. And nothing here is that important. And George said to me, like, well, what if we lose our house? And I said, well, I'm good. I'll find a new one. (laughs) She actually said, I'm not that attached to it. I went, okay. (laughs) So we did. And where were the kids at that time? We, we, uh, uh, so our son was off and uh, he had already graduated from college. He's a, a football coach, actually. So you already and, left the nest. Had yeah. already left the nest. Our daughter was um, out of nursing school and doing her thing. So really, it was just George and I that we had to really, we wanted to be home for Christmases. We were not those people who said we're selling everything and we're never coming back. We didn't do that. We still right. have a home here. We still have cars and we're here for Christmas and Thanksgiving. But we needed to go out and find a different kind of um, adventure. And I yeah. think that's what we did. So you were open to a new adventure when you become an open nester, as we say. Absolutely. Yes. So, uh, so tell us about the idea. Video. Linda's idea, and then she dragged me along, and so here we are. <laughs> Ten years later, you know, we live most of our life in Italy, most of the year in Italy, and uh, here we are, you know, doing our thing. In fact, getting ready to uh, to go back in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So tell us about this incredible business. And Linda, was it your idea, or you developed it together? So tell us how that, with the origin, what, what, what in- well, first well, Linda's going to tell you it was her idea, uh, but I think everybody <laughs> who knows us knows I am the creative genius no, of boss of everything. Okay, yeah, okay. Y'all are both laughing at me. Y'all don't look at me. Uh, you know, it really just came from the fact that we're both from New Orleans. We both have... Um, we both have always believed that, you know, food and culture and sitting around a table with people really promotes a really happy, joyful thing. And so we based everything on food. And we had moved 13 times with the Air Force and every place we had moved, we really narrowed down how to figure out where to go, what to order, how to do it. And when people came to visit, we were just We had perfected it. And we just kind of transferred those skills over to Italy and to France and all these places. And it just was wonderful, really. It created a whole new life for us. And then we didn't have enough to do, so we bought a restaurant and a hotel. Yeah, why not? And I always tell people, we knew about, you know, well, we knew nothing about a restaurant and a hotel. And so it seemed like a great idea. Why not get one? There you go. Wow. So so take me back to that transitional moment. Mm -hmm. Kids are out of the house. You are looking at him, at George, working 20 hours a day. Yep. He is coming back exhausted. You don't have time for the relationship. Everything right. is like seemed to dark. And you're saying to yourself, this is not the life I want. Take me to that moment where you decided just to open up and do something different that makes a difference. Well, I can remember it. We're in, um, I can remember sitting there and just say, hey, we're going to do it. I mean, Linda and I are not people who write things on paper and do a lot of thinking. We just go, ah, let's just do it. We did not have a business plan. We no, did not. We do not. We're not business. We all, I always tell people that we are, we're busy doing it while other people are writing their plans, right? Yeah, I mean, what, what we say is we don't know what we're doing, but we're doing it anyway. That's exactly. Right. <laughs> because you know what? Or the success. Oh, oh my partner used to say, yeah. uh, you, sometimes you can't wait for success. You got to move on without it. 
<laughs> exactly. That's exactly right. That I mean, yeah. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, we're too busy doing it while the people are writing it. I mean, yeah. yeah. So we just, Linda actually, um, she resigned her teaching, didn't retire in February, resigned. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, resigned and moved up and went over to Italy two weeks later and lived there till the summer. Mm-hmm. And I was actually still working in my job. And she went over there in the little village that we knew everyone to do it at. And she just stayed there and started learning. Yeah, I just believe I have always used the term that what are you doing about it? Meaning, like, we could sit here and complain and say, you know, oh my God, George is going to die and, you know, have a heart attack and I'm bored. I don't like this. The kids are this, whatever. But what was I doing about it? So I had to do something. And the decision was we're doing it. Move on. Stop thinking about what's the worst thing that's going to happen. We live in Italy for a little while. We come back. We buy right. a different house. Life goes on. Yeah, we do. We do actually do a lot of talks. We give a lot of yeah. talks and stuff. And in fact, we actually talk at the travel shows about how to turn your passion into a business, how mm-hmm. to change your life. Really? In fact, we actually have things called Passion Week in in Italy. And it's all about following your passion and what are you going to do? And Linda always says, well, that's great. You're doing all that. But where you're going, where you're walking to is not taking you where you want to go. And we're not telling you you got to drop everything and move to Italy because there's a lot of ways you can get closer. You can do it. There are ways to do it and do it safer without just running off and being under the Tuscan sun. Yeah, you can follow passions in many, many ways. Many ways. Yes. Well, that's a lot of our podcast is really showing people, and I'm so happy to be on that journey, watching people that are doing that as an example. And I knew as soon as I saw you guys online that the energy you even portrayed was that you can just do this. And right. so this is a real treat for us, and I knew it would right. be. And so taking you to this, not, not only that moment maybe, but mm-hmm. the journey. So were there challenges, and, and what would Absolutely. you say you learned along the way so I everything, thought, everything was perfect. Everything. <laughs> no that, that's what I thought. And it was nice. And we'll talk to you soon. I mean, everything. <laughs> it was great. I mean, what else is there? You say do it. Moving to a foreign country. You don't know the language. It's different currency. It's different things. Oh, it was nothing. It was easy. Yes. There are lots of challenges. First of all, the biggest challenge really is to leave that comfort zone of knowing that, um, you know, you have a secure job and you have a paycheck coming in and yeah, you know, the, the idea that everybody has that you have to have this much to retire or that much to do whatever. So once you just jump out of that comfort zone, our, our real challenges were figuring out how each other worked because George had a very successful life in his business and I had a very successful life in my career, but being together 24-7, even though that was really my goal, was to stop spending so much time apart and start being together, that isn't always easy. Right. You learn a lot about the person you've been married to for 30 years. Right. You know that you're together all the time. So you were figuring out each other, how you work with each other, and how you can work together, right? Yes. And, and dispelling you, some yes. of the myths, like, like because George was really in business, a very, you know, in big business, he never really probably thought of me as a business mind. And because I always thought of him as really just business, I never really thought of him as the the real creator or entertainer or the person who was going to be able to mold into that. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, when we were doing all this, um, you know, learning to work with each other, it, we used to always say it when we tell people, you know, I I was a pilot, so I was gone a lot. 
And we always said, leaving is easy. Coming home and living together after you've been, yeah, that's hard. That first month when you get back, because you've both been living separate lives, is tough. And so here we are doing the same thing. We're both leaving separate lives, business lives, and jumping into it together. Yeah, I would tell you that that was the hardest part. And it's still, um, it's like when you're raising kids, right? You're both passionate. You know, you want to do what's right. And so, and I always tell me, what you if you ever had, well, for us, we ever had disagreements, it was because how we're going to raise the kids, you know, how we're going to do it's the things you care and you're passionate about, right? So, so why Italy and why food? And you could have chose everything, but you chose Italy and you chose. Uh, food was that your hobby? I mean, would you like to travel? Obviously. Who doesn't love food? Well, so <laughs> as I tell people, we're from New Orleans. Well, some, right? some people are foodies. Yeah. That's really they. they, they well, you know, they I mean, follow it. Well, you know, we're we're from New Orleans, so food is life down there. Um, and I have an Italian background. I used to fly over there a lot. Spent a lot of time. But we always tell people. And we think, and you think about it, when you go on vacation, you go places, you know, you go to the Grand Canyon, but you don't really talk about the Grand Canyon. You talk about that restaurant, man. Do you remember that barbecue place we got out right outside the Grand Canyon? And we were in San Francisco. And I mean, well, I can tell you, there's a garlic place in San Francisco that I'll go there before I go to the darn Golden Gate any day. So your life really does revolve around food. You remember these places, but you're remembering because you had some great, um, you know, occasions, as we call it. So Linda and I started. We did just what we were doing our whole life. We've created, like Zunda calls them, cooking occasions, right? You know, these things where you remember around food. Yeah. Right. Beautiful. Then, no, but being raised in, in a culture where food is very important also connects people. And, you know, we were both raised in the same town, New Orleans, you know, a small area of New Orleans. You know, there was always more for a person who showed up. The table was very important. The kitchen was a very important place as George grew up, as I grew up. And I really think people connect when you're sitting and eating and drinking and having a nice time. Because it seems like everybody is on an equal plane. It doesn't it's a, matter it's that a bonding you, experience. It is. And you experience each other and you start telling stories. And, you know, I remember when my grandmother did this or, hey, I've had that. And it just connects. And we were fortunate that the place we found in Italy really has that same feel. Everybody's welcome and everybody can tell their yeah. story. A whole 300 people live in our village. So you found it. And I, I actually want to get back and reconnect it to the working together. Mm-hmm. How you found it, how you found your your ways of giving each other the space to work to, apart and together. And where you found your gifts yeah. and the best way that you can actually mm-hmm. lead this incredible business. I mean, the marketing, how did you get that off the ground? How did, how did this actually work for you to make it yeah, work how, together? How did you find the rhythm? Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting because I thought that I was the marketer and business development guy. You know, I could bring in business. Without a business always plan, yeah. yeah. You know, I could do it all. Exactly. You know what I mean? That was me. I could do it. It's easy. And as it turns out, Linda um, and we were both not social media people. We're still not in for ourselves, but we are for the business. And so we have become quite... Well, God, we're really good at social media now because we're self-taught. And when we can, we take classes or we hire people to teach us. And so we did self-teach ourselves the different things. But I use the social media and the advertising because here I was the expert, but Linda's actually the expert in it. She actually start, just took it away and just went. And I just went, I'll back up. Mm-hmm. on that one that's where the struggle comes um so you have to you have to have a little grace period where you're trying to figure out 
what each other's really good at. And you can't come into the situation, even though you do, with these preconceived ideas that you can only do business and I can only do creative stuff. Or I can do this and you can do that. You really have to build on at that moment, what are you going to do and how good are you going to do it? Because when you build in a business, you really do have to be successful. It's not like you can just say, well, if we mess up, we mess up. You've got to have some kind of real goal. So I never really thought of myself as really great at business either. And I'm not good at the computer finding money and budgeting and things like that. But when it comes to probably dealing with our employees and coming up with what people want and like, yeah, I have found yeah. that's my niche. Oh, yeah. George really is much better at saying, I, I we have this much Linda to spend on decorating rooms or doing this or doing that. Go have, go get it. And as we get further and further down in the years, we tend to know what each other is really going to do. And it yeah. was a struggle in the beginning. It still is a struggle on some days. I personally just think that we, you, as long as you're communicating and working through it and you know your partner's personality, I'm ready to talk about it, get it done, let's move on. Right. George needs time to go away, think for a minute, gather himself, and then he can talk about it. That took me a long time to learn because I just want it done. Let's move on. Yeah. If you like this episode, you would love episode number three, Three Couples and Their Passions. You can also learn about our passions under the tab Listen on our website. This is the essence of what I was hoping that you could convey because people, nothing happens with a fix-it way. It happens through real deep communication and listening and the fact that we can create out of our curiosity, create our passions and actually do something new in our lives. It requires such a dance. What what Amir was calling the rhythm, you found your rhythm and it's still never perfect. And it's, it's part of our development is learning how to do that. So I love listening just, and I think people need to know if they ever want to do these things together, this is a journey that is never perfect. It's just, you're doing it because it's keeping you alive and excited. Mm -hmm. Right. Go ahead. And it was an important change for what the life that you had that you did not want to be, to live anymore. You know, it's kind of like when we used to buy a house, and we've bought many houses because we moved. Linda would look and do, do different things. She'd see the house and see the floor plans. Yes, and I'd be looking up at the roof, going, "Well, that's money there. We got to fix this. We got to <laughs> fix that." Right? You know, we've each everybody brings something to the table, right? And so you got to know what the other person brings. Like, I mean, I would I could decide on a house tomorrow structurally. But I need Linda to decide on it. Hey, is this the right floor plans or this and that? And she's the same way. She'll go, well, it's what I want, but you need to go look at it, make sure it's not going to, you know, fall apart. Fall apart. <laughs> yeah. So let's, let, yeah, go ahead. It is still really a dance, especially after, you know, 2020 hit. Um, we hit, you know, COVID kind of, you know, threw every, a loop into everybody. And I think that that actually brought us back two or three years or four years to where we were trying to figure each other out because now you're working on a business, but there is no business, but you still have to work on the business. So, you know, there's always going to be struggles. I think, you know, you have a struggle. I mean, something happens here in the States and one of us has to come back. The other one has to take over. So this idea of, Oh my God, George and Linda ran off to Italy and look at this great life they have. 
Well, yeah, we're pretty blessed. We have a beautiful light. Yes. But there's a lot of work that goes yeah. in behind but, I mean, it. And, and still work. Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, look, you guys have been married a long time. We have too, right? And anybody who thinks that um, you stay married because it's um, every day is like a honeymoon, it's crazy, right? <laughs> right. It's not. You stay married because you, you're, you're committed to it and you're going to stay in, right? And, and a lot of people, right. people think things are perfect on the outs. Sometimes there are people that it falls apart even though it looks perfect. We know we've all seen that in 30 Absolutely. years with other couples and then some of us are kind of paddling really hard and it looks good on the surface and then some of us are trying to be mm. to the dance of it's not all easy it's not all that beautiful we can be vulnerable and say this is part of that journey and and you're showing us that you know and covid set us back and showed us all that mm. so this is and then and i think we teach our kids we're mentoring our kids by showing them life is this journey right. and it's never mm. going to be one thing so i wanted to actually jump to that section of sure. how your kids i know that linda talked to me on the phone about your daughter now being in your business so i'd love to hear how they first responded to you doing this they to your, are to your, amazing yeah. first of all yes. i know everybody thinks their kids are amazing but Really, our two children, who are now 33 and 32 years old, um, when we decided to do this, or when I, you know, started saying, you know, look, we need we need a change, we need to get some adventure and start enjoying life again, both of them immediately said, "It's your turn. Go for it. We support you. Go for it. You have done nothing but support us your whole life. It is your turn, and go for it." Yeah. And our daughter, we actually convinced our daughter to come back in. We wanted her to come back we in. We did want her to come back in. Because we're like, man, we've got this big hotel, this big restaurant. We've got all these cooking schools. We're like, it would really be nice if somebody mm -hmm. from the family would, like, come in. And so our, our son's a college football coach. He was a professional football coach. And he always says, look, I can't go. But he sends his wife over and goes, you need to be part of the family's business. If you're part of the family, you need to get yeah. over there. So send her over. We well, love know, her. The other thing about that is when it comes to family and people who are supporting you um we actually believe and know for a fact that us changing our life has changed our family dynamic because we used to be here and we'd see the grandkids we'd see our daughter we'd you know would fly down to texas or wherever our son was our my sister and so forth but now People have invested so much in George and I that they want to come and help. My sister comes to the hotel and washes dishes. You know, our daughter works for us. Our son comes over and could be, you know, hammering on a door. Um, you know, everybody. And we spend so much quality time with yes. them now because it's a new adventure for we them. We see them. We see our family more now than we saw them before. And we, we don't do. live in the United States. And, you know, it's funny because well, I'll add on to that. We actually have people who have been coming with us to our school and <laughs> to our place who actually pay to come to come back to, come back to work. At Lacusa, they want to work for us, but they want to pay for that room and all stuff. They come, they go, and they will come there and they go, "Okay, you're going to help teach this class. Go get the pasta, George. What do you want me to do? Wash those dishes." They love it. They do. They, they just want to well, come. Listen, people want people, community. You you had that seed of knowledge in your heart, Linda, to say people want to bond and eat together, and and you created something that people want more family well, in the world, and it's right. just so beautiful to see that. I love and, it. And you know what's really cool is that almost everyone we work with in Italy has changed their life. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost everybody, and they're, they're all husband and wife teams who were truck drivers and florists, and now own a restaurant. They were music geologists, producers. music producers, 
you know, and now they're over there in Italy. In fact, we got a guy from New York City who was a big time record producer, and mm -hmm. him and his wife moved over there and they have a restaurant. Because I think when you start you when you start living a passionate life, you your energy changes. And, you know, our daughter laughs all the time because she shows everybody pictures when she's over in Italy or France or wherever we are. And she goes, this is what those two used to look like. And when I look at it, I go, oh, my God, man. we look like we were like 90. Yeah, we were 10 years ago. We look terrible, <laughs> man. Yeah. And when you start having that energy, people feed off of that energy and you start connecting with other people who have changed and want to live. And it just. It opens up a whole new I tell world. You, you know, it's interesting because I mean, I was such a handsome guy before, Linda, and <laughs> instead of going back, you know, forward, getting older, I'm getting better looking. In fact, like in ten years, who knows how good looking I'm going to be? Well, I've been more attracted to Amir in this venture now that we're doing this podcast than I've ever been attracted. I've been saying you're getting sexier every day, yeah. baby. There it's you like, go. There you wow! Go. How well, cool you know, is that? I, I, I hear that a lot, but it's just me saying it to myself. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. No, we clear, we clearly identify with that. When you create that, uh, when you live that passionate life, the way we start doing once we launch this podcast and my radio show and everything else, people just get gravitated to it because it makes them feel good. They it want does. to be, well, they want to be around something that makes them feel good. And being mm -hmm. around your energy, I'm sure that the people are connected to you feel that energy, and they want. It makes me feel good. It's like a, a source of heat that they yeah. come to, and then it's heat them up and say, oh, it feels good to be around it. And it's yeah. a sense of security. Hey, wait, Linda, was Tamir saying I'm hot? No, he was not saying <laughs> I'm hot. He wasn't saying I'm hot. He said heat. I thought hot. I, no, I, no, okay. Okay. I mean, we're talking about the good looking Stop! thing. I'm hot. Okay. I love it. <laughs> you are just fun to hang out with, and that's where people feel that's it. You feel your, feel your joy, and you're, and you're not trying to be anything in particular. Nah. Your authentic selves. You know, I can remember the first year. Just a side story. The first year we started doing Cook in Tuscany, I can remember Whitney, our daughter, came over to kind of help us. And, you know, it was just a couple of people coming. But, you know, we dressed a little nicer and we made sure I always hit on makeup and everything. And it just wasn't really who we were. You know, I mean, that's not who we are. If you catch me at Lacusa, you might catch me run into the kitchen in my pajamas. <laughs> because... <laughs> And then the next, as we moved on, we started realizing George wears shorts when it's minus 30 here. So he started wearing shorts every day. And we started being more comfortable and, and realizing that we couldn't be who we were not. We had to be who we really were. And the more we did that, the more comfortable yeah. and the more easy. And then all of a sudden we had and 400 people coming because yeah. we were who we were. Yeah. We do probably five or 600 people a year on a non COVID year. Yes. And then, and that's just a cooking school. And then we have the hotel and the restaurant. We get yeah. people from all over the world. So yeah. So, so all these And, and then fun. you expanded, you expanded. Tell us a little bit about Cuba and France. Cuba, Mexico, France. Well, Cuba, Mexico and France. And um, well, right now, you know, everything was going great. So we are hoping everything's going to come back, but yeah. Cuba and, and um, all those places were just places we wanted to show people because mm -hmm. we experienced it and said we need to take people here and show them what these things are like. Mm -hmm. And like France, in fact, I'll tell you, France, you only know about cooking France if you come to cook in to Tuscany because <laughs> we have no website, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And people, it books up. 
People will book it before they leave our class for the week, and it's booked a year in advance, and there's no website, no nothing, and people will say, oh, them. you'll see, and they post to go, I just paid all this money to go on a cooking thing to France. I have no idea yeah, where I'm going. staying, <laughs> what I'm doing, who I'm doing, but I know it's with George and Linda. It's going to be great, and they come. Yeah. So wow. it's amazing. We, so are we, you the tour yeah. guide? Are you the cooks? I mean, tell us about yeah, actually what you do there. What do you, I mean, what, what, what is, what, if I come? Tour guide, no. but I know so I would if, call if I come, what do I, what do I expect oh, to happen? Tell you me never, we never leave your side. It's like coming to hang out at our house with it us. It really is. We really, my goal was always that anybody, there are millions of cooking schools and millions of tours in Italy and in France and everywhere in the world. But the difference that I think we really take pride in and do is we want you to feel like you are showing up at our house. And we want you to feel like you are comfortable. People come into our home. People go into the kitchen. They don't anything. So we're with you. Whitney, Georgia, Linda are with you almost all the time. So we can't we if you need time to be off on your own and we do let you go in villages and stuff like that. But. We're there. We're holding your phone, taking pictures for you, yeah. telling you stories about our family. It's fun. It's no different if I came to visit you and you would take me to all these places around your hometown and show you bring me to your restaurant. Are you showing around? And like when you come out to eat with us, I'm like, no, don't. We we're going to order for you because this is what you eat here. This is what yeah. you got to get. Don't you take don't no make chances. any decisions yeah. other than what you're putting on in the morning. Because we've made all the decisions for you. Yeah, we yeah. want you to come and just... <sighs> yeah. You know, you're with us. We're going to show you the yeah, best. It's like you're coming yeah. to visit your family. Yeah, exactly. And and much better. Much better for a lot of people. I mean, we have good families. But I think even the fact that your family won't even say, you know, I mean, if you want to help, then you're part of the family, but you don't have to probably. And and the truth is that you can eat what what we know is the best stuff here. So we're going to just take care of it for you. Exactly. Like, how amazing of a trip! I'm like, yeah, we, have, we have wonderful friends there. Oh, I mean, man. we have a fabulous friend who is a fantastic. Um, he owns his the sixth, seventh generation of wine, um, Flavio Andraducci, and you know we're their friends. We love them. So the friendship is there. It's not like we're just showing up at a business and paying to come. George and Flavio are friends. You know, they hang out, they have inside jokes yeah. and they're laughing we and kinda, they're walking off into the vineyard. It's, so it's real. Yeah, it's, it's not we're all you can eat, all you can drink week, right? <laughs> and so um with Flavio, we're what, seven, eight course meal with wine, mm -hmm. eight different wines. So yeah, Flavio and I tend to entertain a little bit that night. So yes, it's a fun night. Yes. I love it. I love so, that yeah, you your business, yeah. you're fun. Talk about making your lives what you're you know. So you're... so, so what's next for you guys? I mean, yeah. you you, you really achieved a lot. Um, you, 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 were about... you were open nesters. You decided that you're going to take on on new life. Mm -hmm. You start living passionate life. People are attracted to you. Well, what's next for, for, for George and Linda? Yeah, I'm thinking about becoming Mr. Universe and running a <laughs> you know. Well, I don't plan on killing George anymore, so that's a positive. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's good to know. I was, I wasn't, she's never admitted that, but now I got this on tape. So that okay. is going to the bottom of the list. Yeah. Actually, we are continuing to, um, you know, we're positive about what's happening in 21. We're looking forward to getting back to Italy and France. We're looking at new school locations. We're thinking about, well, we're not thinking about, we know we're going to start one in Sicily. We know New Orleans is definitely on the, on the, the yeah. docket. Um, we're hoping to expand, but we're, 
not expanding because the reason we didn't aren't doing Cuba and Mexico last year or 2019 was simple. We started working so much and being so overwhelmed that one of us was flying to Mexico and we would land and the other one was flying that we were losing sight of why we did it. Why we changed. We got too big and we were doing too much. So we had to pull back. Because at every one of those places, we are there. It's just us too. I mean, well, or our daughter, right? So you're hanging out with us. So we're not sending you to Mexico to hang out with someone else. No, we're not. So, so that took some courage to pull back and really? say, hey, look, we are expanding. We, we, we're doing well, all, all that stuff. But we need to pull back because we want to go back to the roots of this whole thing. Absolutely. Being together, being together and work less. And having more yes. fun. Well, yeah, because and you know, because we also we needed time to um, we would take a break, take a week, and go to Sardinia or go to Africa on safari or do this or do that, right? Because our these people that come, mm-hmm. they become our, some of them become our friends for life, and we get invited to a lot of vacations. Yeah, we were invited to a fiftieth birthday in Africa. It was amazing. <laughs> so we went. Oh, with wow. yeah. <laughs> she invited like ten people, and we were two of them. We're like, really? Okay. I mean, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, people would look at you and say, look, this is the life I want. I want to live passion's life, whatever it is, whether you are want to start a vineyard somewhere and um, make wine or whether you want to make jewelry. Uh, uh, you know, makes jewelry or whatever <laughs> it is. So what, what would you tell people that really wants to live a passion's life just like yeah. yourself? Uh, I mean, you know, you're saying you're teaching it. If mm-hmm. I was sitting mm-hmm. in your class, what would you sure. teach me? And what would you tell our your audience? Your passion week, when you do that passion yeah, week. Yeah, the first right? thing That's I would say to you, the very first thing I would say to you is, what are you doing about it? You're telling me that you love photography, but all you have is a camera. You're never going anywhere and taking pictures. What what are you doing about living your passion through photography? Mm-hmm. Do you like taking pictures of people? Do you like taking pictures of places? Are you going to these places and taking pictures? Or right. are you just dreaming about and, it on the Internet? And we're not talking about just and we're using photography, right? But we're not talking about traveling. No. What about the, the clubs yeah. in your city? What about the other photographers? Why aren't you hanging around, mm-hmm. hanging out where photographers right. hang out? Right, so but, there's but, so but, many things you can do that don't cost you money. But that, but, but you're talking to me about individuals that are coming and sitting in your class. I'm talking about a couple. That oh, even now, a couple. Uh, oh, same thing. It's easier. It's same easier. thing. It's easier their, with a couple. Reach that open nesting stage, and they want to start something and they want to do something. So you tell them the same thing. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. What are you doing about yeah. it? What are you doing about? So it could be something like. Uh, cook cooking i'm just using cooking because we're food people right so george and i love food well just be what are we doing about living our passion through food have we started a gourmet club have we joined a gourmet club have we tried new restaurants have we just made a bowl with paper writing all the different restaurants that we want to go to and we're picking excuse me and we're picking one or two out a week to go to Right. We're not doing anything if we are not pursuing our passion, even through local things. It, a lot of people tend to, especially people that come to us, they go, oh, well, you know, I love looking at that on Instagram. Well, okay. But how is that letting you experience this? Okay. How are you living that? Looking at someone who does a great job at making cupcakes 
on Instagram is not creating right. a happy, passionate I, life for you. I think with us, everybody thinks they've got to do the whole um, under under the Tuscan it. sun mm-hmm. thing and throw it all and move into a place. But no, that's realistically that's not the way things get done, right? right. You know, it's how do you, you know, like the how do you Try help things. by the time, right? Small steps. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like right. to say, let me see, be curious about it, try something, right. slow right. step. And you know what? I, I uh, the passions are great because I know that's a passion week. But I want to come back to your passion mm-hmm. and leave and wrap up here about when I enter a cooking experience, I'm going to learn if I go to Tuscany or I go to Mexico or I go to France, am I going to actually learn? Tell us a little bit about the actual Uh cooking experience. I'm curious. So absolutely. So when you arrive, um, we're just going to talk about Tuscany because that's the one, you know, that's the biggest school really. But when you arrive, you automatically are just welcomed in. And then we start the evening with a fabulous seven-course meal and wine and everything. But the next morning, you wake up and you're in the kitchen with Anona. We are cooking. Everybody is hands-on. We are making local, real Tuscan food. Not fancy food. The real Food. Right. If you don't cook, we don't eat. That's right. You don't. So cook, you're cooking eat. your own lunch most of the time, right? And in other places, like in France, we cook dinner. But we also we drink a lot of wine while yeah. we cook. That's my job is to <laughs> you know, sure. the, the, the wine is consumed. Yeah. You can debone chickens, or you can hang out with me and make fun of people and drink wine. So we range. I'm coming to hang out with you. I love it. I we're we're really I loved hearing. I know that this is the essence of what you got excited about. And so to bring people into cooking and then they go home with new skills and so much joy. And they learn the fact that it's not really people come with the perception of the food network. And I love the food network, but you don't have to have every measuring cup and every mixer and every blender and all of that. This is just uh, most of our recipes are five ingredients or less. So it's simple, hands-on, get in there, you make this wonderful, delicious food, the music is playing, we're dancing, we're laughing, we're having fun, we sit down to a seven, eight-course meal, and then in the afternoon, we're off to visit local villages, wineries, historical places, but we're not going, you know, I'm not... And George is not, and Whitney is not. We're not holding a flower and saying, okay, everybody, look left. Back in 1722, there was a, it's not like that. It's just like, hey, do you like leather? I got a great shop. (laughs) Hey, do you want to see this beautiful church? I can show you. Yeah, and if you want to buy something, it's like, well, we'll show you where to buy it. Right. This is where you need to go, right? If you want gelato, we well, actually you, take you to the best gelato, mm-hmm. I think, in Italy. Mm-hmm. I know for sure it's in Tuscany, a very good friend of ours. So, <laughs> What's yeah. it called? What's the name of that place? Bon Gusto. Bon Gusto, Bon-Gusto. and it's in Pienza. And, oh, it's amazing. It's amazing. But, you know, going into, into this gelato shop, Nicola, the owner, and just like I was saying with Flavio, you know, at the winery, it's all access. People are walking around. I'm scooping the gelato or George right. is pouring the wine at Flavio's. It's not. It's a friendly gathering of people who yeah. are just enjoying food and wine. Yeah. People always say, George, when we're with you, we feel like we're with the VIPs. Wherever we go, <laughs> right. everybody yeah, laughs yeah. and they welcome us. Well, right. yeah, they, yeah. They, you, they're walking around and visiting the town with a local guy. Exactly. That, a, a couple. And that's the best thing. So you offer it. You tell them. You tell them what you're going to do about it. And yes. what's the next thing you tell them once they know, well, you know what? I got a camera, and I'm going to go take some pictures. Mm-hmm. What's my next step after that that you tell people? 
So have you investigated any of your local resources? I see. Have you gone to photographers in your area? Have you done meetups? Have you gone on social media and just connected with these people and asked like, hey, you know, do y'all know any good places I can take architecture photos or whatever? And so you have to do those little things if you're not going to go and move to Italy. And you don't have to just go to a photographer guy. No. You can yeah. go to anybody who's been successful at changing their life, you should go meet and you should talk to. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there. And people who are passionate are very happy to share right. and to help you do it, right? That's, so right. that's the key is men because people key, love to be mentors. And I I mean mm-hmm. I've been telling our kids and teaching other people that are young, young young adults for years to do those informational networking discussions. And people are usually happy about it. Just mm-hmm. that so many people are shy, and even at our age, it's amazing. They're shy to break that. Mm-hmm. Wow, just try something new and just take a little step well, to, you, to reach out to someone. Linda talked about it at the beginning. It's coming out of your comfort zone and trying something new. Right. Well, yeah, it, you it, know, yeah. and it's, it's interesting because Linda, when we were first married, would not get up in front of anyone and speak. I and now Linda is, <laughs> she's on time. TV, she's everywhere, she's talking to hundreds of people. To speak in public. She's it. She's the one that does it. But you, before, she wouldn't get up in front of but anybody. You know, that's Look at her an now. example of, of changing your life and doing what you're really passionate about. You really learn, not just that I learn about George or Whitney or everything, I learned a lot about myself, too. Yeah. I really learned that I could stand up and I had a lot to offer. And when we talk to these groups about living their passion or whatever, you know, they do want to hear my story and they do want to hear George's story. But we tell our story and then you got to flip it and say, okay, now tell me about your story. Tell me what you're doing to help yourself. And then maybe I can guide you or maybe I can tell you where to go to find guidance. I'm not an expert. Well, and sometimes, (laughs) you know, we, I always ask the question, is it a passion or is it a hobby? Hobby. Difference. There's a big difference between a hobby and a passion. That's yeah. right. I, yeah, yeah. Very, so very, our business. Very, very business. Are, are you all in, or are you just uh, right. checking it out? As I always say about business, do you the want pizza. do you want to make pizzas, or do you want to be in a pizza business? They're not the same. They're That's not. Right. That's right. Yes. Fabulous. I really, really this got it. This has been it. so inspiring. I'm so happy we got to meet you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Very nice to meet you guys. Yeah. Living a passionate life is is a really truly a blessing not everybody can do it not everybody can afford to change and take a chance not not a lot of people are are brave courageous and daring to take the stand and there's to make a privilege a there's a privilege involved if you don't have to work three jobs to support grandchildren or, or problematic uh, you have to have come from a base that gives you that opening and so i want to acknowledge that that we do feel privileged and blessed that we can even try new things oh and absolutely. so i know that's what anyone who comes to those courses if they can get to tuscany has been privileged to get there Absolutely. And I, I want to make sure people know how to reach you guys. So please give us all that information, all your the website, so they hear it in your voice, and we'll put it in our podcast notes well, as well. We are at cookintuscany.com. So cookintuscany.com. Mm-hmm. Look us up there and you know check us out on Instagram and Facebook, mm-hmm. and we're there. Oh, we're going to get Fabulous. back without COVID, and I hope people will just be enjoying but you the light you so we're heading to the back world. to italy in just about yeah. two weeks yeah and- we'll be there and we got a glass of wine for you guys whenever you <laughs> yeah, show we, we're going to talk about that in a moment we will. Yeah, i got a bottle for you yeah we want we want to thank you really for your time 
Absolutely. You have inspired us tremendously, the two of us, mm -hmm. and I'm sure you're going to inspire a lot of our audience mm -hmm. that are looking. We have a lot of couples in that stage of life that are looking for a change. They're looking to Absolutely. do something. Now they're staring at each other saying, honey, what's now? We yeah. are alone. What are we going to do? So we really thank you for putting thank a different you. light on it and in basically spreading the passion around. Thank, thank you, you, George and Linda. Thank you, George and Linda. Thank you all. Bye-bye. I feel like I made new friends on my online, online journey of discovery, and that's what they're doing. They're making new friends and building community. It's such a great story, right? It is a great story, and I really felt like I really want to be there. I want to be in Tuscany. I want them to take me on to the town. I want them to walk me through the shop that they know, to the bakeries that they know, and to really get to know people that are really living a truly a passionate lives. And you know what? I love a lot of those those things that brought up for me, kind of the how our memories are through our senses and the whole eating experience, which really reminds me of family. And it's so cool that they actually see their kids more than when they lived in the U.S. and th that their kids were so open to saying, it's your turn. And that's what we're trying to encourage us, ourselves, and our audience to just say, it is your turn. How are you kind of looking at your lives and figuring out how to not be too attached to one place, even if you can keep a home front, that's a privilege. But if not, you know, the fact that we can have options, and I love this huge option. That's right. And, and it's, you can dream big, and you can make it happen in Act 3. And it's, it's, it is your time, and it's our time to start really living. And something that really resonated with me when, uh, when I heard the, the interview is that when you're living a passionate life, people are feeling it. And they feel that energy, and they want to be associated with it, and they, and that attracts a lot of people, and that's what I like, and that's why they attract the right people. So, and yeah. it changes us from the inside out. The way they, the way they spoke of that was so Absolutely. cool. It was very inspiring to see that, you know, that big. I mean, you know, to take off and move, and to uproot yourself in certain ways, and to make that a life and a living from. It is not easy to do. It's, uh, it seemed to be, yeah, we'll just pack up and go. This is not that like going for a visit or a week. They're going for a bit. I love how they so learned how to live and work together through deep listening. So that, for me, was also really inspiring. So thank you, Linda and George, for that wonderful, wonderful insight into your lives. Absolutely fabulous. I hope that this interview inspired other people, other couples in this particular stage of their life, Act 3, to really act upon their dream. It is time. And if you like this particular interview, and you'd like to be a guest or perhaps recommend somebody that want to be a guest, please visit our website, theopennesters.com. Double N in the middle, S at the end. We would love to hear from you and comments. And find us in all the social medias, Instagram, Twitter, and on Facebook, where we have a regular page. And if you join and enter our closed Facebook group, we can all have a discussion about this aging, wonderful time in our lives. Bring it on. Bring it on. Until next time, this is Amir. And I'm Tessa. And we will see you on the radio. Ciao.